freaking cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from the recent past in the Dogwater Studios, high above you and R. It's the worst little podcast, and I am your host, Mr. Nick Ramirez. Joining me today, Chewbacca. Good evening. Ian. Hey, hey. Rick, Dogwater Dick. Hello. Rory, if he gets his ass to work. But we have an awesome guest today, Pierre Marche. We're talking out of our ass. Plus one. He brought, he brought his girl, uh, Lauren. Yep, Lauren's hi. with us. Yep, hi. Welcome. <laughs> Chewy, you're back. I'm back. It's been so long since I've been here in studio. And oh, even yeah. on the show at all. <laughs> I just spent a couple months out on the road. Good to be home. It's good to hear your voice again, yep. my man. Were you all across Nevada? Were you no, doing? I was in Arizona for two weeks, and I was in Elko for a week and a half, and then I was in Winnemucca for six weeks. Damn. Pierre, did you know that Elko was Spanish for the co? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> I thought it was. It just meant elk in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Elko. It's funny because that's a dumb joke, and then uh, the true meaning of how they named the town Elko is actually worse. What yeah. is it? It's that someone saw an elk, yeah. and they were like, let's call it Elko. Elko. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> it's really... I think that that's it's very weird. Nevada. It's very Spanish. Nevada. In Spanish, yeah, they just El- El- done. Stamp it. <laughs> Elke. <laughs> no, the co. Okay, so, so Pierre, you're here. Yes. <laughs> Again. Yay! But I'm last back. time you were over Zoom, so this yeah, is way true. better. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I could see half of your faces. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd have to uh, swipe to go see everybody, yeah. what they're doing while we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'll always have a, a nice place in my heart for the, the Zoom era mm-hmm. of shows, but well, there's nothing better so than nice to be at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then clicking off your video and you know taking a poop during a Zoom meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's glorious. Right? Convenience Can't do that in the office. Jeez, mm-hmm. what's he doing in the bathroom? Maybe he's... Just hanging out in there? Yeah, we don't we don't really encourage it here either. There's only one bathroom to use. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> How long oh, is this no, mic there's a downstairs one. Yeah, too. there's one upstairs, right. right. But um yeah, Rory is on his way, you guys, so he will be hosting. Um Pierre Marche is in here with his third record. Is that right? Yeah, oh, 30 P. 30 P. Yeah, and I, so that's it, one and a half albums, right, altogether. Yeah, I think so. If you do the math, right, twelve songs. You probably put out a double CD with the whole collection. Well, no, you got to do one more. Yeah, yeah. that's what I would do. Uh, one more, you, uh, one more. Yeah, it's I have, four. and then you could do a, a you know a double press record discography. Yeah, well, <laughs> I actually have. Um, I, I do them six songs at a time, so each EP is six, and mm. um, you know, for you mathematicians out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have, now we're at six, six, six. Yeah. The oh, cool is that? You made it. Right? So I think I should stop, right? No. Yeah. Um, so I have um, probably three or four of the next six already written. Um, but with this last one I put out, I, I like it so well that um, my quality control meter is a little stricter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I had like five songs. It turns out I may have like three because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if those two are good enough. Mm. Um, I may go back and, and re- uh, write some of them, or I may just scrap them and and uh, keep writing. 
Dude, the, some of the best so, albums ever made, they had 20 songs and then they were recorded them all and then we're just like like 12 of these suck ass. We're just going to throw them off and <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, but yeah. you know my my favorite band songwriting wise is probably Alkaline Trio, Dan Andrew mm-hmm. and those guys and and they put out like a list of their B-side songs uh, or not a list but an album called Remains and it was supposedly all their like throwaway songs they didn't want to use. And it's brilliant it's like uh, any one of those songs could have been on any of their albums didn't fit awesome. in on the albums apparently or i don't know yeah. because it's called remains because like it. it's like yeah. it's the remainder of the leftover we don't like these songs but you hear them and it's one of the strongest records i'm like that's how talented those assholes are yeah. <laughs> no, it's i like, love them it's but, i mean it is wow. talent but but the cure has the exact same problem because i've been a cure fan all my life wow. and all the b-sides are my favorite fucking songs wow. the cure did some awesome and that's, stuff that got and, cut out and that's just a list of the shit that robert smith thought was just garbage he I was mean, high. I, you know, and I'm like, you're fucking wrong. You don't know what you did. So, you know? And that said, so, you know, maybe I do have four or five of them. I, I don't know. The thing is, is like when I don't have the ability to record them like good demos myself. I think we talked about this last time I was on. I, I just mm-hmm. I have this really crappy app on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, uh, well, I actually have a good acoustic guitar now. I used to have a piece of shit, but I've upgraded. <laughs> nice. um, but it doesn't make the app any better. So, when I demo these songs, it's just me and acoustic guitar singing in there with absolutely no effects on my voice, nothing. So it just sounds like ass. So it's tough to me to gauge, do I have a good song here? Because when I get in the studio and we and I build it with Chris, um, some of the songs I thought were just going to be mediocre turn out to be fantastic well, when they're the completed. So yeah. it's tough. Like, I mean, I brought Lauren today um, because she's basically – the person that I, whenever I write a song, I take it to her first and I play it for her mm-hmm. and kind of gauge her reaction. Because mm-hmm. that makes her your yeah. producer, right? Yeah. When, the, <laughs> when we, he was doing the, Manager, this maybe? last one, um, he had five that he knew he wanted to do for sure. And then he had three that he was between. And he's like, I kind of like this one. So I'm like, we'll play all of them. And he's like, well, this one's my least favorite. And I was like, well, you're recording that one. I'm like, you can throw another one out if you don't like. But that one's my favorite, so you have to record that one. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's my favorite off of control. this EP, absolutely hands down. Deficiency. It's like my favorite yeah, song she, on the EP. I was going to so. throw that song out, and she yeah. saved it, and I was like, "Shit, okay." But it's, that's just goes. I mean, I can't tell, so I tell you know, she's my my gauge. And then um, I took that song into the studio, still not a hundred percent sold on it, just kind of going well. If someone outside of the, you know, because it's tough to, to judge your own stuff to know mm-hmm. what's better than something else for me anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of went with, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go with this one. And then when we built it, Chris and I can, and, and it turned into what it was, she's, it's one of the strongest songs, I think, on the record. I'm like, damn. So um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, I'll probably send them to Chris, see what he thinks. Um, He's always so positive. He never goes, no, that sucks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. so, so it's kind of tough, but I don't know. I'm going to keep, like, I, I have to stop. I'm, I'm um, knee deep in a new, um, in writing drum tracks for the new Weasel record right now. Uh-huh. So my writing has kind of taken um, a back burner to that. Mm-hmm. I'll be back from the studio in July doing that, and I'll start writing again in August, and I'll, pr- I'll finish the next EP then. But, um, yeah, I like it. I mean, that's, I've, it's my thing. It, it, when I started writing songs was only like a, uh, maybe a year and a half ago I think um, I, when I wrote my first song um, it totally consumed me and I mm-hmm. stopped like practicing drums and mm. I just wanted and it's really frustrating because I'm a shitty guitar player so I just sit there <laughs> going I want to be better so I can play these you know because all I, I know the basic chords right. and the power chords and, and open yeah. chords but you know that old adage you know here's a chord here's a second here's a third now write a song 
Mm-hmm. We used to say that in the in the punk rock world, and I always thought it was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But now I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. If you just know chords and you have a, a sense of melody, you you can do it. Right. You know, I, Pull it I off. Think, so. there, and there's like the um, some of those underground um, artists, or uh, what is it called, um, outsider artists, like mm-hmm. um, Daniel Johnson, his lo-fi recordings that he did on these on these cassette players. Or, or him just doing a song on acoustic. He's not the greatest guitar player in the world at all. <laughs> it's just basic power chords and stuff. But then the peop, some people will take that song he wrote and and you'll hear them play a Daniel Johnson song like with full band wow. and the whole thing. Yeah. And you're like, that was magnificent. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit. You know, that's such a great yeah. – he's a great songwriter even simple though he just plays – Simple yeah. you know? no. no, A it, lot of the time simple's best. You yeah. get overcomplicated and it's like, wait, where the you, you get lost in the muck. Yeah. Yeah. I found that, you know, for me is if it has um, a melody that I want to sing later – like a, you know, if I'm in you know in my head and stuff, then I know it's it's probably a keeper. Um, so that that yeah. to me is the most important thing. If you I can you can do know. something with it, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the problem for me is like I, I think we talked about this last time, so I'll go too deep into it. But I just I can't like write songs on the spot like some people can. You know, mm. I have to something has to happen. I have, I have to be, you know, it has to be an awesome experience or a crap experience or a fight or something. Like that. You know what <laughs> I mean? Still, and I got something to say, you yeah. know, but like, I, yeah. So. Every time you, that happens yeah. and you do go fishing with your guitar mm-hmm. and and you're focused on like uh, whatever event that is, do you come, always come out with a song or is it sometimes you're like, fuck, I just can't, I can't put this into song yet. I don't, you know? Yeah. Or does it? No, um, it doesn't always work. Um it, it, it depends if, um, you know, if, if, if I'm really like upset or really excited about something, it, it happens easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like, like one time I, I had a, uh, I was just kind of sad about something and I had a, a couple glasses of whiskey and then it just kind of poured out. I was like, wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's weird. It's like they, ha- but I'll know within the first five to 10 minutes of tinkering if it's there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't waste a lot of time because mm-hmm. if it's not, I just stop because I don't want to write crap. And if I, for me, if I try to force it, the songs I try to force to make happen, mm-hmm. they aren't good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if that's the toughest thing is when I'm in the mood to write, like, oh, cool. I've only write something that's not happening. It's, it's tough to walk yeah, away but, from it, yeah. but you got to do it. At least I do. Yeah. No, I wish more people would yeah. do that. Walk away from crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's... you never know if, you, if your crap is really yeah. gold. But yeah. Maybe we yeah. should yeah. hear. Also. Maybe we should yeah. hear the song that you thought sucked is your girlfriend's favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Like All right. That. Which one is it? Uh, Deficiency. That's what I thought. And you want to say anything about it or about what it's about, or other than that you well, thought it sucked? I know <laughs> what it's about. Um, it's well, this one started as a fight, so this was cathartic for him. <laughs> so, and it's still my, my fa- and it's still my favorite, so it's okay. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's basically like you know, um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about our relationship, throwing stuff on the air and stuff, but. Um, you know, it's, it's basically about missing her, um, when she leaves, whether or not, you know, we're, we're in a fight or not, but, um, and that, that feeling of, cause I, I was always trying to get her to, you know, to move in and, you know, and, and, and take that next step and, and be there. And, and when, you know, we spend weeks together and then she goes home, you know, we, cause we maintain separate residences. Um, it feels like something was missing and it was, mm-hmm. and that's what the line is. What's with this deficiency? Right. Um, because that's what it feels like when that person that you're connected to is gone, you know, that, that, that chemical, 
endorphin you get when you're in love with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and then and mm-hmm. I think that's what missing them really means. It's almost like a physical thing. Yeah. So I, it's I manifested in that song. Almost threw it out. Here, fucking nobody feels that way about me. I'm just a lonely old gay man. <laughs> so sad. Uh, For you now. guys are so lucky. Mm. Pongo, the dog, Pongo the dog feels loves me. You, <laughs> we both are the same way. The dog is super thrilled when I'm home. Like I can't believe my life went on without you when you were gone at work. <laughs> Can we go for a walk? <laughs> oh man, uh, that was fucking yeah. rad, you guys. That's a great song. Yeah, a real good song. Where can yeah. we find all these songs? I mean, where are you, are you putting these out? Yeah, well, they're online? on. They're yeah, they're on all digital. Okay. Um, sites: yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, right. Amazon, all that stuff, and then okay. they're on Bandcamp um, for free. Cool. Um, people just want to go check them out, um, and then voted Boast Records. I voted, but I do it every time. Voted Best Records. Um, yeah. What was it? It was 
Boat. Boated vest They're records. Boated boast. I'm sure, there's a lot of great stuff bo- on bo- there. <laughs> yeah, so. Boated best records, boated, yeah. Boated vest, what? <laughs> Chris is going to kill me. <laughs> you got one job, dude. Promote the label. We'll spell uh, it right on the, on, the, on, the, on the post. Or we'll make sure that we misspell it three times and then put it correctly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's how he said to spell it, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, everybody I knew I thought was going to just have like amazing creative output through the whole year of COVID. Like we we you know we couldn't leave our homes and we couldn't do anything else. Like and uh, and everybody I know just sat on their ass and played video games and yeah. smoked weed. And you actually mm. did a bunch of shit. I huh. did do a bunch of shit. And not only that, like we traveled. Like we we got engaged. We went to Santa Cruz. We went to Mexico. Oh, yeah. Like we didn't slow down for a second. Like Damn. we probably should have. I don't know. Um, we put on our masks and hauled ass, right? What was it like in Mexico? <laughs> you never caught the, the COVID, so I might have got uh, it in December. I'm Mexico is amazing. <laughs> Whoever didn't go to Mexico during COVID, I'm sorry, because it will never ever be that. So right in the middle, again. like when it was at its worst, like middle of last, like or December, December. Yep. Oh, yeah. but but she's right. I mean, there there was nobody on the beach. I mean, we and yeah. we went to the like you know the resort pool. Mm-hmm. Usually, you have to get up at like five in the morning and reserve it with a towel. Is what they say. It was my first time at, at yeah. such a resort like that. But yeah. um, we would go down there and we would literally have a whole row of chairs to ourselves, nobody around us. And, and we went to Damn. the beach. There wouldn't be anyone around you for 200 feet, yards. I mean, yeah. it was insane. Uh, but, but they I were bet, saying it's not like that anymore. I bet the buffet was all crusty because nobody was eating it, right? <laughs> no. Well, we no didn't, yeah, we us. didn't have to do a buffet, thank goodness. But it was just like <laughs> <laughs> no crusty uh, eggs for us. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, how cool. I've been – one of the things I got into over the, the COVID thing and being a daddy at home is I watch um, this <clears throat> YouTube channel about these this couple that goes to all the Disneylands and and they go to uh, Star Wars Galaxy Edge and ride all the rides and stuff, right? So I live vicariously through them and they are strolling through Star Wars land with nobody there and just their masks and yeah. walking onto the rides like it's no big deal. <laughs> I was all, fuck, we should have went to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least some people did that, right? We weren't careless. Like, you yeah. know, we wore masks yeah. when we were supposed to. At the resort, people really weren't wearing them, though. But yeah. but they were, they were distancing. Like, yeah. you know, we were being smart. You probably smart. had more distance between you and I did at the grocery store with some people. Pro- that's what we yeah. figured. Yeah. Like, right. it, there was probably less COVID in Cancun than there was in Washoe County. Yeah. So we looked at it like that. We're like, yeah. well, whatever. And everything's yeah. open and outdoors good, anyways. And you so. got to experience that. <laughs> right. Or yeah. you, you get the whole place to yourself type of thing. It was really cool. The, yeah. the only thing that's more difficult was sneaking booze on a plane. <laughs> Let me tell you. Because, like, when they don't serve it to anybody, when you open your little mini, it smells. And, like, everybody – I mean, yeah. when the guy behind you buys his booze and you open yours, the stewardess can be like, ah, or flight attendant. That's a proper yeah. nomenclature, right? Um, but the flight attendant can go, oh, it's probably his I'm smelling. But when they're not serving it at all and you crack – yeah, like Jack saying, Daniels. Hey, it's like, hand sanitizer. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of these bootleg sanitizers do smell just like a margarita. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, like some the, yeah, I had there one at home that smelled just like tequila. Yeah. I, I was going to say the one at Rayleigh yeah. smelled just like tequila. So, In fact, yeah. I think it was tequila. <laughs> some I got into during the so whole like COVID thing thicker. is I I started notice because in the beginning I just had like my one bottle of hand sanitizer mm-hmm. that I had from before, and so when they finally started coming out with some, I started buying it. I started realizing that they had all these crazy off-brand bootleg 
hand sanitizer. So I just started collecting them. Now I've got like a hundred different types of hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them smell just like a bottle mm-hmm. of whiskey. Gee, we even one in a in the car, right? What was mm-hmm. it a margarita? It smelled like you couldn't stand yeah. it. Yeah, it smelled like tequilas. Yeah, she hated yeah. that one. I think but, I know well, that shit, one. you're just gonna get like you're just gonna have an officer be like, "Yeah, sure, you're not drinking. Let's <laughs> out of the car. Get no, the my hands out. are clean. That's <laughs> all. I swear to God, I'm just fighting COVID. Now, had um, we known back in the day, we would have always kept hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah. That's your alibi oh, right there. Yeah, it's the, bro. the 2020 version of Tommy Boy, Chris Farley, the bees in the car. No, it's just the hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I quit you, drinking, I went to the Zephyr, the old Zephyr, and I'd been there lots of times. I'd spent a lot of drunken nights there, and I never noticed that it smelled. And I walked in after being sober for a little while and was like, holy fuck, yeah. did it, it always smell like, like this in things. here? Yeah. Smoke and alcohol were like the least of the problems. No, it, but I mean, years really, it of was debauchery. Like, it was just like old beer and whiskey. Like <laughs> it was just beer and whiskey breath from and everybody. Pus and but. Do you, do you <laughs> think there's going to be a time? I mean, there has to be when I mean, think about this, where people aren't going to remember what this ever was because it's, it's, it's posh it's, now. It's burned you know, into my memory. Z-bar, but like, yeah. it was kind of it was dingy and it was rock and roll, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it was consistent. Yeah, it was a home that institution. Way. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it doesn't have any of that same charm or smell no. or anything. It's all gone. But and, and in Reno, it was like usually there there might be something else going on outside, but there was always something going on Zephyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always yeah. bands. Yeah. At that point, there was that was like the only place where you knew mm-hmm. you'd hear some guaranteed. Music and you're going to see, see some, some live music yeah, and, and, and some and, other weird shit. Yeah, and it was like you know one day there'd be some L.A you know, metal band in there and the next, you know, some yeah. of my favorite shows were probably, I don't know, Gunshot Liquor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the Atomics used to tear that place apart. Atomics are good there, yeah. too. And yeah. some of the bands that came up a couple times, like the Gluey Brothers or yeah, Max the, Swanky. The Did you, any you guys ever see that L.A. band, um, band with Betty Wanda. Blowtorch? Yeah, Betty yeah. Blowtorch played there. there. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, oh, they're, yeah. They were a girl rock and roll band, right? But yep. their moms were, like, were... Um, I think their moms were like groupies, like LA groupies from the scene, like on the Sunset Strip. So these girls like kind of grew up around that. So they wanted to play that kind of like, like eighties metal, yeah, or whatever. They were really good, super talented. And the best part of the Zephyr was their roadie. Um, part of their shtick was he would make a blowtorch with a can of hairspray and a lighter. Mm-hmm. So the singer would be singing and he'd be like. <laughs> Like firing yeah. a flame in front of her, and yeah. the Zephyr oh, and fun. setting people's hair on fire. <laughs> the, Such a small bar, yeah. like dude, it's not the Palladium, pal. Remember, uh, Deadbolt used to come in there and play, and they would just have like uh, grinders and just start grinding on their cymbals <laughs> on the drums, which would just spray sparks all across the whole place. Oh my god! Probably burn some people's eyeballs, I would think. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, good fun. times. Yep. Good yeah. times. Yeah, what was? Uh, I don't want to. I know this one's gross, but. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't it um, the murder murder junkies? Yeah, don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Now we got to hear. It was just gross. I mean, what's the guy? The guy was was, uh, the brother of Gigi Allen. Yeah. Oh, no, with the The chip on his shoulder. The bass player. And the Hitler mustache. They they all played naked. And then at the end, the drummer got up and stood in front of everybody and put the drumsticks up his ass. (laughs) Oh. And then shit him out on the stage. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get There's only about 10 people there. Was there another? But I had to be, I was the doorman. I had to deal with this. Was there another song after the drumsticks got pooped out? I think that was it. I think that was Did he save them for the next show? No, I think he left them on the stage. I think somebody. No no one took those? I didn't didn't take them. I didn't pick them up. Throw them out to the crowd. But some of the fans really were into it, and they might have grabbed those drumsticks and took 
took them home in their pocket. Who knows? And I like, got the drumsticks <laughs> of the brother of Gigi Allen's drummer that were in his ass. What a prize. I'm going to hang that over the mantle yeah. in a frame. I would. If somebody, if I was at somebody's house and they had that mounted, I would be impressed. Tell us a story about these <laughs> You're drumsticks, a true fan. Grandpa. Well, let me see those. Let me touch them. Well, back oh, in my yeah. day. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> drummers yeah, shoved their sticks up their asses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's when they dropped the sticks. <laughs> you know, I'm willing Say those what? to you. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Zephyr had some pretty awesome stuff. Happen. You know, you'd have Wesley to use, Willis. I, I will say this because yeah. you know, you guys know that I'm a drummer first and a, a songwriter second, right? Mm-hmm. So I will say this on good authority: you have to use the right side of the drumstick to shove up your ass, <laughs> or, the, or the right end, I should say, because because yeah. one splinters and the other one's nice and smooth. Yeah. Ooh. So you go deep with the uh, uh, business end of that thing. G.G. Allen's brother, I think he would. You're going to add blood to the equation. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, if you're already playing naked and shoving them up your ass, I'll yeah, take my yeah. chances. And you I'm not I mean, speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> just clarify that now. Yeah. You know how important is your art? You know, that's yeah. right. 